Champagne soccer is in a national break, but we're here for some reason. We back. Arsenal won. You already know we chased the devil off that earth. Shout out to Max Romeo. 3-1, wipe him down, gang. What's going on, Ephraim? Oh, I like how you, I like how you started with it. said, what's going on, fellas? What's going on, Ephraim? I, I wonder why. Nah, we know why. It's all got good. Shot up. That's why, man. Hey, it's all good, man. Look, I hey. It is what it is. Hey, we had to bring on the two fogey, well, one fogey and uh, one uh, outcast. So, um, I mean, what you gonna do with, with with Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire in the back four, right? Yeah. So anyway, it is what it is. I get it. Um, congrats to Arsenal. Y'all were a better team. Y'all was attacking more. Your 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 build up was a lot better than ours was. I think we tried to do a lot of not that it got us in a whole bunch of trouble. We tried to do a lot of playing out the back. And so our, our buildup was very, very slow, uh, unless it was the counterattack, which we got the goal on. But, uh, yeah, shout out to, to you guys. You know, y'all hit right back, like literally right back. I'm sitting there texting, look at Onana, fired up. Next, you know, Odegaard with a goal. Like, ah, fuck out of here. So, yeah, yeah Arsenal showed up, you know, uh, looked good. Your passing game looked much better than much more um, put together than our passing did. And then obviously there's some aftermath with that, so we can talk about that later. But uh, yeah, three one Arsenal. Uh, uh, what's his name? What they call him? Bakhtari Rice with the uh, with the uh, goal, game winning goal, and then Jesus came on with the uh, with the finishing touch. So yeah, man, uh, y'all should have won. Y'all won, well deserved. Good game for the most part, you know, up until that last moment. But yeah, Arsenal. Let's let's see y'all do, continue doing this though. Let's not bottle the league. No, 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 no. All I care about is wiping out my ops. You number one, Cletus, you next. I don't know any Tottenham fans because they're a generation of losers. They getting out of here. Liverpool, we coming for y'all. Y'all got that midfield. I get it. But we can still cook it up. But, yeah, that match was very entertaining. Um, Arsenal could have won that game more convincingly earlier. If Kai Havertz, shout out the damaged goods. That's one of the names of my fantasy football teams. He'll fit right in. That boy is cooked. Shout out to Bakayo Saka. He huffed a, a, a obvious goal opportunity also. But even though he had a stinky game, he still played well. He led the game in take-ons, tackles, had the game-winning assist for Declan Rice. So, hey, it's nice to see that even though he stinks, he can still be effective. Today, he won England Player of the Year for the second year in a row. Salute to him. So, I liked seeing how the team operated. Um, shout out to Martin Odegaard. That man, I saw a number that they said um, out of the top goal scorers in open play the last two years. He's the only midfielder in, the, like, the top five, top six. So, for him to improve as a goal scorer has been beneficial to us since we don't have a superstar striker. So, Great performance overall, and a hey, shout out to the international break because now we can talk about this for another week. <laughs> shout out the spray down gang. Shout out to all my boys that I saw on Sunday. The United fans were sick. You know I had my Arsenal gear on everywhere. I'm going. Oh man, you an Arsenal fan? Hey man, they were sick. Cletus, I know you a secret United fan. How did you feel about that L on your head top? Shout out to your dad too. Yeah, I, I don't associate with those devils, man. Seeing them lose on a Sunday, I was pleased. You know, I was happy to see that. Getting wiped down. Look mid in the midfield, look mid up top, look mid in defense. No, nah, no, nah, defense was looking pure huff. The defense was huff, okay? Bringing on, like you said, McGuire and Evans. I don't know why Johnny Evans is putting on a shirt playing Premier League football at this age. I thought he was going to come in more so as a, uh, backstaff, you know, motivational coach working on a defense structure. But, yeah, that's sad that Tim Hall put that man in there, to be honest. Um, and then looking at your attack, Rashford was silent. Martial, I don't know why he's still at the club, provided nothing throughout the whole game. Um, Anthony, I don't know what defensive work rate that he was putting in that Tim Hogg likes to talk about. But, yeah, man, I was pleased watching y'all take out that L. Bruno, you know, had his little moments. Casemiro, I'm going to just go through the whole team, to be honest. Because Casemiro, to be honest, he should be coming off the bench. I don't think he should be a starter in this team. Um, 
some games, yes, he should be starting. But to be honest, y'all should have found a replacement for him. And then just what Emma Barrett is there for, man. I mean, you know, which is a late signing that they should have completed earlier. And again, you could say maybe you had the injuries with Mount and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But still, I don't think you guys were ready for that game against Arsenal. Arsenal just seemed like they were just more energetic. They just knew that they wanted it more and how to go about it. And you guys were just trying to, like, wait on the counter, wait on the counter. Um, but to be yeah, fair, no, like, yeah. real quick, I'm going to cut you off. To be fair, we haven't been ready for any game this season. So I'm just throw that out there. Music to my ears. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, Claytis, uh, from one L to another, your boys held it down and disappointed you once again. Shout out to Chelsea losing to Nottingham Force 1 0. Anthony Alanga, yeah, former United player. What? United Heritage, man. Shout out to Sweden. How did you feel about that L, Claytis? You enjoyed it? Uh, yeah, very sick about that one. Um, that should have been a, a game where we definitely you know, won that comfortably, but we didn't. Um, my biggest upset with that is that we didn't have a lot of attacking option to throw into the game. Like, I think we finished out the game with maybe one or two maybe real attacking players. The rest were all more so holding midfielders. Um, and then we we're also trying to push Enzo up, trying to be a 10. And that just kind of like, I don't want to say it killed his game, but he's not as creative up top. And then defensively, he's leaving a lot of space behind and then just expecting Casado to clean up everything is just, I feel like it's too much. And yeah, man, I was kind of sick about that. Again, our inexperienced show, we don't have, you know, experienced players that know how to come back from being one nil down, how to close out games or how to be creative in general. So it's going to be a long season, bro. Like I said, 2026. Hey, it'll be here before you know it. Don't worry about it. We're about to be in 2024. You know, it's the fourth quarter around the, around the corner. So uh, let me ask you this. When you see the lineup and television programs, the internet calls it a back three, but you see Tiago Silva and Potch saying that, no, it is a back four. Chilwell's the left wing. How does that make you feel? It actually is a back four. But when we start playing, you know, we push up into a back three because we need Chilwell to push up and give us that that width on the wing. Um, and then Gusto has been subbing in for Reese. Again, I feel like he's another defender that's been getting exposed. Um, but, yeah, it's normally a back four going into a three. And do you think Chilwell is the answer to be the, providing that width on the left flank over someone like uh, Modric? Yeah, um, because Modric right now, the only way I feel like he'll be able to be up to speed is if we start him as opposed to him coming off the bench. Um, but the situation that we're in is like complicated. We're like, can we really afford to let you start? over Ben because with Ben I know like he may fuck up a chance here and there but he's still going to be creative he's still going to get in a box um and if he just makes up his mind and just finishes and just you know focus on finishing I think that'll bring a lot to the team as well nice nice now City won easily 5-1 against Fulham and the big news today is how England is trying to get Gareth Southgate out the way so that Pep can take the England job next year. Anthony, how does it feel to run the most dominant team in the world and that the country is so confused on what to do? They're trying to ask Pep for it to run the country, basically, because, you know, now, I mean, I don't think anybody respects King Charles. So if Pep becomes the head coach of England, might as well be the king of England. Yeah, man. I think he's been planning for this. Uh, you've mentioned before the different countries Pep's been to that those countries end up dominating or having some form of success uh, international competition from Spain to Germany. Uh, and I think England is trying to capitalize on since he's here, we got to use him. Let's get this huff out of here called Southgate. Look at look at what Pep's doing. He's turning Phil Foden into a wonderful midfielder. <laughs> 
he's gonna bring it home. <clears throat> so um I wouldn't mind if 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 we see that. Uh already got a Champions League as a city supporter, so Pep can do whatever he wants. As well, Holland, man, he can go wear all white jersey after this season for all I care. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man. Hey, this uh, you said we won this week. Let me tell you this. No KDB, no Pep, no problem. We got players, our team's in full effect. I call this culture. This is where heritage begins, right here, right now. It's that autopilot zone. It's similar to uh, the Golden State Warriors when uh, Steve Kerr was dealing with health issues. They had Luke Walton uh, step up as the head coach, Mike Brown. No problems, Anthony. I think there was even a year, guys. I don't know if you remember, Ephraim. There was like uh, Steve Kerr got hurt and he had to like have surgery. Mike Brown was coaching him. They were undefeated when Steve Kerr came back. They started losing. They was like, hey, man, they might need to tell Steve (laughs) Kerr to sit down. I was like, hey, man. (laughs) But now you're right about that, Anthony. Once you have the infrastructure that's been set in place for over five years, you have the coaching staff that even though it's been changing because you already know when you have a team as successful at City, people are going to try to poach from the coaching staff, but you have Juan Malilo back. You have the experience there. And soccer is a great sport. I think it's the greatest sport in terms of player expression because it's not as coached as you guys know. Mm-hmm. In American sports, we have timeouts. We have intermissions. Soccer, you just play. You got coaches yelling, but niggas don't have to listen. Like, I saw this clip of... um. Mikel Arteta trying to tell Fabio Vieira to stay wide. And Fabio Vieira looked at him and said, all right, he cut inside, did the complete opposite, crossed it, and it worked. So, hey, man, shout out to City, that well-oiled machine. Uh, that's the double entendre, if you know, you know. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I got to salute Phil Foden. He might lead the Premier League in assists this year. He already has three. Holland already has six goals. You already know he's going to win the Golden Boot again. I read an article, Anthony, about, oh, does uh, does Phil Foden have to figure out Holland's passing angles because he's left-footed? No, nigga, it's a machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nah, it's working. We good. We good there. How did you feel about a Jeremy Doku in his first start, by the way? Uh, it was actually it was actually really good. Um, I was going to mention him in our segment for uh, Champagne Things We Saw, and he had a couple of take-ons that were impressive. Um, there were no goals that came from it, but just, you know, giving the the guys some props um, being on a new team and, and still trying to uh, find his comfort zone in a way and get past it in a little bit, you know, being around a new team and a, a prestigious team as this one. He uh, took on one defender. He acted like he was about to cross it early. Like he, he flicked his leg and had the defender like jump. And then he went by him uh, for an, a, a, inevitable cross at that moment it didn't go nowhere but it was just tight I was like man it's, it's cool and then they switched sides uh him and Phil Foden um that was uh I think uh Juan Manilo's uh idea probably a call from Pep that uh instigated that too but it was it made him uh get a little bit more comfortable um I didn't like how certain times it seemed like Alvarez didn't pass on the ball but that angle probably wasn't there. I wanted him to have more chances to cook, but we'll we'll get there. I actually liked it, man. It was I like how we've pointed out Pep is if he's finding dribblers. He already got his back line of defenders who also can dribble. We see that Akanji is playing the John Stones role. He's playing more forward because he like he's one of those dribblers now too. So uh Doku, he fits that that mold same way as Grealish but Doku's faster and I believe he's gonna he's gonna work in this system it's gonna be fun to watch I saw people on Twitter saying City's boring team to watch but it's crazy that I like it I like possession I like moving the ball around maybe attack more and go uh, Kovacic hey Cletus thank you for the bargain he's excellent that's Um, a baller I was was gonna mention you know just like you said Pep has been buying players that could dribble another like great aspect is that there are also players that are able to bring the ball up like most of your defenders yeah. like they could all push up yeah, they're yeah. all on the ball so it's like you know you could see the reasoning and the pieces 
performing and you could definitely expect a lot of issues, whether Pep stays or not, it's still going to be a team that's already built, you know, for the next manager. Um, yeah, Kovacic, you know, you're welcome. Thank you for for accepting uh, a low fee. And thank you for taxing me on, on you know, on, on regular gas. Oh, we're going to get in there yeah, in a few minutes. Cole Palmer? Please. Yeah, man. He, he scored in them friendly finals. Thanks. Hey. But Kovacic, back to him. He plays those through balls forward to Holland. No hesitation. I love it. And, and that aggression is what we need in Holland. He he got a call, he got called out by Rodri at one of them awards saying hey he got to do his job for us to win one of these go back to back and hey man you know everybody hears your everybody hears your please Claytis what's up with your Holland boys is he gonna score yet and then he scores a hat trick oh and, scores a hat and then trick. he becomes Crazy. a ghost yeah <laughs> yeah stop talking after one one that's nasty. Yeah. Go ahead, Dan. Hey, man. Well said. And I have a question about your roster, too, moving forward when we get into our predictions, if you will, for the top six or top four, however you want to look at it. Now, let's uh, go outside of Europe because uh, Spain, Spain, Spain. Let's just start with the national team, the women's national team. The coach got fired <laughs> after winning the World Cup. Uh, a lot of people were wondering how he was even able to win the World Cup because last year, 15 of the 23 players complained about his antics and his behavior. Uh, he was groping a woman, allegedly, on the sidelines. So I think they said if the president's going to get slid, we got to get this nasty boy out of here. And, uh, you know, speaking of uh, nasty boys from, you know, what we've seen in the images, uh, Mason Greenwood at Getafe. He's in Spain now. And if you guys don't know about Getafe, they are, um, how should I say this? They are the mud boys of Spain, okay? They play Haram football times a thousand. They played Real Madrid this weekend. And they, Anthony, they tried to kill Jude Bellingham. They tried to get that British rage out of him, but he was looking straight. He was smiling and they were pissed. They, they were trying to aggravate them. But, hey, Getafe, the fans have been excited. Of course, Mason Greenwood is a talented player, but because of the allegations against him, he hasn't played in a while. He mentioned, and Man United mentioned, that, hey, he beat the case. Man United is paying completely for the loan. Only on loan. Yes. He's getting an eight, six-bedroom, like, villa. Uh, they paying his salary, or they paying most of his salary. Like if the, if not all of it, significant. Yeah, basically, yeah, they had to beg Getafe to take him. It seems like how they're making it. Seem. I'm sure they had to. Like, like I'm sure to get him to go anywhere, even if teams wanted him, they had to like front most of his stuff. Like any of his expenses, they got. That. I mean, they were paying the dude for like 18 months. So I mean, he had, was on full salary the whole time he was suspended. Yeah, so I think that, that also tells you like. United still has a plan for him. They're still oh, yeah. He's alone. himself, like, you know, bringing him back in the team. Cause yeah, they didn't sell him. Oh, like, Mason Greenwood, you know, he's, 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 he might be Rolls Royce. You might need him. So, <laughs> and, and the, the way Sancho thing is looking, you know. I don't know if we need, he, he I, I see where you're going with that. Because your other right winger has allegations on him right now, too. And yeah, that, that, oof, oof. Yes, they they like you said, Anthony. They he they forced him to withdraw from the national team. And guess who got his job? Gabriel Jesus. Hey man. <laughs> hey man. Hey Ephraim. Just, hey, Ephraim. Just... hey, yeah, Ephraim and all y'all united supporters, man. What's up with Bidaho FC, man? Why hey, y'all move? Why do they move like that? What's going on over there? Hey, is this not the, the first time. This no, not the no, time so either. real quick, Claytis, I'm so if sorry to cut their, you off. If you look at their history, you know, they, they have a timeline for this. I, I know. I'm seeing what's going so, on. <laughs> so here's here's the thing. So we talked about culture earlier. You talked about Man, man City. Culture? Listen, let me finish. They, we, you, y'all talk about – I'm not saying we have a culture. I'm, I'm saying the lack of culture. So let me – let's say let me finish. Let me finish. Like you guys talk about Man City and their culture and like how Pep can step away, Kevin De Bruyne can be gone, other players step in, coaches, assistant coaches step up. 
United don't have that. United don't have that. Oh, I thought you was going to say, say our coaches, if we lose, we hurt a woman. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, I'm not, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'll never claim that part of United ever. So, uh, uh, nah. But, but what I'll say is the lack of culture, starting from the top down, we can, we can do a whole segment on like the Glazers and the ineptitude at the, in the board and, and all that stuff like that. And the, and the ins and outs of coaches and how coaches have been thrown under the bus by players and, and all that. We can start off, we can get it, but it's continuing to this point right now. And it's the same shit. Nothing's changed. So Eric Ten Hag, like him or not, for whatever reason, he's he's trying to speak, you know, he's trying to 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 clean house per se. But that doesn't work if if the management is the same, if the management operates in the same kind of way they've operated all the time. That nothing's ever going to change, no matter if you change the coach, no matter what. It's always going to be the same way. And so to that point, people like Mason Greenwood or or Anthony, they're not going to do like character checks. They're not going to see, all right, do these guys have the character to be a Manchester United player or a good footballer or a good person or whatever the case may be. So I don't know. It, it, it needs a change at the top. And until that happens, you're going to see the same rot. I mean, look at y'all living in the DMV. I mean, y'all seen it with the, with the uh, NFL team. Don't that bring was, them up. Don't bring all them the stuff up. That was going on. Right. All this, any coaching change, all the players you get, no matter what, if the culture is some shit, if it was rotten from the top, how is it ever going to change? Nothing will ever change. And so I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced United will ever be fully. Yeah, we might win a trophy here and there, like last year. Yeah, I know the Throwaway Cup, the Carabao Cup. I get it. We may win something like that every once in a while. We may win a Europa League or something every once in a while. But until the culture changes, we're never going to be three, uh, three-time champion. No, three repeat champions like City is this year. You know, we're never going to repeat that ourselves. Never going to get to the Champions League final. We're never going to, uh, you know, uh, uh, be able to attract the players we want to attract without like luring them here with big contracts and then not being able to sell them. Like Aaron McGuire, we can't sell him because he's on two hundred thousand a week. Nobody wants to pick that up. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the culture here is just fucked up. Who, you know who our our, our most uh, uh, highest paid player is right now? Jaden Sancho. Believe it or not, is the highest paid player at United right now. So think about trying to move him after all this is happening, right? So like, it's just a lot of stuff. Saudi windows still open, my brother. Fair yeah, enough. That's yeah, a Thursday. Yeah. I know, I'm right? But, <laughs> but 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 as all of us can see here, and we've all kind of experienced this in either either through football, American football, or NBA, whatever. We've all experienced this in teams we follow or in sports. Period. We've seen this. If if you're if you're if you're rotten from the top, it's going to be hard to change the rest of it. And that's why I was brought up City's culture, because you're right. I do agree with that. The culture is there no matter what. If somebody steps away, if somebody gets injured, you know, I asked you earlier, like a couple podcasts ago about the day you worry about the depth. You like, nah, and now I can see it. No. Why would you be? Everybody's stepping up and doing the same exact thing they're supposed to do. It's a machine. It's going. You know, like you said, Phil Foden developed from a winger into a, 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 a look like he might be a solid midfielder this year. Come on now. So anyway, that's my rant about United right now. We, we some shit from the top. We need to get some work done, and it'll never change. And I and I feel sorry for people like Eric Ting Hogg that come in here and try to do something, try to be honest and be truthful about what's going on, and then next thing you know, this kind of shit happens. So man, it's time to get I, your Norwich. It's time to get your Norwich scarf. Uh, you know. Time to protest. Go ahead, Anthony. Right, right, right. Um, I got a question. I I don't watch y'all's matches. Uh, I send up prayers instead of watching the devil play. <laughs> but <clears throat> when I'm seeing stuff on like sports apps, Bleacher Report, whatever, I, I constantly see Onana gave up another goal. So like, what do you, how do you feel about, how do you feel about that, brother, man? It's I, I saw something like he gave it like eight goals in four matches. Something, something crazy. I don't know if that stat was real. But. Well, I'll be, I'll be, I'm going to hesitate to sit there and just blame him because I think that's an easy thing to do. Like find scapegoats and say, hey, this, this is the reason why he's a different type of goalkeeper than than David de Gea was. He's going to be more, uh, you know, uh, uh, active in this box. He's going to, you know, do things that are a little more risque. You know, what I'm saying than 
the head. The head would never leave the, the, the six yard box, right? Come out for crosses, mm-hmm. I mean, stuff like that. He would never do it. So it's going to be some some a growing pains, I, I would say. I'm not going to sit here okay. and blame him. Like I, I think they blamed him for the Declan Rice goal. It got. Deflected. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something about that Declan Rice goal that anybody else may not say on here. Go for it. Go ahead. It was a fluky. It was deflected. It was deflected. That John was a trash goal. I'm sorry. Captain Deflecto. Yeah. Guess what? It went in the back of the it, net. It counts, it right? I agree with that, Clay. Does it counts nonetheless? Right? Doesn't matter. It counts. Yeah. And but, but, Anthony, but the most impressive thing of that goal was that fridge chest in the ball and it stayed. It, was, yeah, it, it stayed, was, Anthony. I was impressed. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah. but but to your point, Anthony, like I'm not gonna blame like people will blame but are blame like United, some of the United fan base. Are blaming Olana for the goal, right? I'm mm-hmm. not gonna blame him for that goal, deflect the goal. It's hard to stop those. Let's let's be honest, all right? None of us play goalkeeper. We can't imagine trying to like go one way and next thing you know the ball's going a totally different way. It's hard to stop mm-hmm. that. Um what I will agree with is like hindsight's 2020, obviously. Maybe we shouldn't have bought Onana this year. Maybe we should have spent that mm-hmm. 55 million on somebody else, another midfielder, a, a striker, mm-hmm. a veteran striker. You know something else uh, that that uh, another defender, obviously, right? When you're trotting out uh, uh, Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire, who's like yeah. the fifth choice center back now. Trying to bring back that left. Wasn't Ten Hag? Wasn't Ten Hag coaching Kudus? Wasn't he? Wasn't yeah, he, he was, but you know, he, he don't really like that African. He wanted Anthony as well instead. You know, mm. wow. Bad That's bad. another thing about the end of the board. Anthony could have been bought for cheap. Like I'm not sitting there and 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 saying Anthony has been a good buy at all. Not at all. What I will say is he could have been a cheaper buy. If That's Ten Hag's fault. When Ten Hag's Rolodex for scouting is just, hey man, who I used to coach not Anthony. The board's fault. They should have pulled the trigger. Oh nah, oh nah, nah, you was with me at IX, right? Pull up. How how much they want? Sixty. All right, whatever. Pay it. That's what y'all, hey, that's what happens, man. I'm sorry. True. Also, but 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 here is the thing. Who could have told him hell nah? The board, if they were more competent. If we had a if we had a real, real football director, uh somebody that knows football, they could have said, hey, nah, pump the brakes. We're not he, ready for that yet. Isn't that what fans have been complaining throughout the years Absolutely. when when Mourinho says, Oh, I want to do this, but the board, so now they're trying to say, Okay, now we got a coach, we're gonna give him more power, but hey. But there's no, but there's no true leadership there. There's no football knowledge at the top. Who, who, who in the board? Who in the top knows football? Isn't and and you guys got uh, Edu, right? Isn't Darren Fletcher your director? Who, who is it? He's like a technical director. He's on. The, he's on. Yeah, the, that's it. Is the, he don't he's know not, football? Not, but he's not in the. Dang, you know football better than this. You know he ain't up there making no decisions. Come on now. He's not. He's just. Oh, he's just a. Oh, I don't know. Well, at my at my board, our technical director actually has a job to do. His name is Edu. So I don't yeah, know. He's, he's also a former football, player, right? Huh? But he's your director of football, though, right? Amen. I don't think they have the same job title. They don't have the same job. title. Edu, they work Edu like he's a Jamaican. He got like five jobs, guys. He's the director, the sporting director. He's the Fair technical enough. director. I think he'd be doing something with logistics. I don't know. Edu, he'd be on vacation, but then what? he's also negotiating stuff. I don't know what he'd be doing, man. He like Carmen San Diego. <laughs> but to Edu's credit, though, first of all, Edu's like Edu's like a GM. Darren Flush is not. And okay. also to Edu's Edu's to Edu's credit. He knows football. He played football. He's he's he he. I'm sure he's putting people in the right places. We don't do that at United. We got John Murtaugh. What the hell? Who the hell is he? You know, uh, come on. We Ed Woodward before him. He was a banker. Come on, bro. Like, come on. These are the people that are in charge of Manchester United. Like, come on, man. Like, how are you supposed to do something with that? Yeah, Anthony doesn't know what that is because he has real football men running his club. Thanks, <laughs> right? And so, and then you got owners like the Glazers who. Didn't really put their money in the body club. Don't put money back into the club. Now they want 10 billion pounds for the club, apparently. Because Baker Mayfield's their quarterback. They're stressed. <laughs> right. But not but still though, right? Like this is the this is the ineptitude that we got at United. When City came in, they started hiring people that know football, right? They might have oil money. You can say all you want about their uh, their resources, whatever, fine. But they put the right people in place to continue that, to keep continue that. That's you true. They, they I'm sorry. I just wanted to, oh, I just want to emphasize your point. Uh, you're right, because 
they hired Chiefsy to be the sporting director like three, four years before Pep came. They were setting that up. Because they had already won before Pep got there. So let's 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 be honest about that. Another plug and play. We, and I'm not saying Pep is a plug and play necessarily, but what I'm saying is you put him in there, the culture's already there, he's gonna uh, keep uh, keep that culture going, and boom, you still win it. United don't do that. Arsenal, like as much uh, as much as you give Arsenal about what they've done, yeah, they bought the league last year. You can say all that, whatever. But one thing you can say about them is they've kept a consistent culture at least since um, Arteta's been there, right? So they've been building up to something. So look at Chelsea, another end of the spectrum, right? And that's necessarily as as fucked up as United is, but with all the chaos that's going on there, look at how they were. They've been up and down with their shit recently since they won the Champions League. You know they finished what twelfth last year, and they they don't they look inconsistent this year. So that that shows you once again who's in charge, who's running shit, who's yeah. who's the football person there. If you don't have those people in place, you're not going to win. Brighton, yeah, well football said. People in place, they look decent. They they got smoked uh, week, uh, last week, week before me, but they won. They won. I think three one or three nil uh, over the weekend. They've been. They've they've. Profited off of their their uh, their their uh, sales. They they haven't they haven't been in the red yet, and they're building something big. Newcastle building something. So anyway, this, my point is none of this is working with United because nobody knows how to run the football club the right way. For sure, for sure. Now, let's go to France real quick because every time I see this and I watch these boys, I'm gonna say it, man. PSG, you niggas are sick in the head. Kylian Mbappe, there's something wrong with you, boy. Because once again, Anthony, guess who was striker? Your man. Yeah, say his name. Essencio was the striker. Hey, my, hey man. Yeah, because Mbappe, hey, I don't want to play striker, but hey, he had a brace, so what can you do? And once again, Essencio making movements. I'm like, hey, man, why is Liga so easy? Because Essencio looks like he's the chosen one again, but they won 4-1 against Lyon. Uh, PSG looks good. They said Mbappe sacrificed $100 million in loyalty bonus just to play so he could be a free agent next year. So, hey, shout out to him. Giving up 100 M's just to play in Ligue 1. God bless America. Other news, Serie A, AC Milan, a.k.a. Chelsea's wash-up club. They looking good. Uh, Pulisic is playing well. Loftus Cheek, Tamori, Giroud. How are your thoughts on AC Milan, uh, Cletus? Since that should be a team, and I know Rafael Leal, way four five, is your brother. So, how do you feel about how Milan's been playing so far? Yeah, Milan's looking nice. You know, with the addition of Pulisic and Loftus Cheek, they had more creativity and more option going forward. Um, so far, they look good. Liao definitely seems like he's trying to take on more responsibility in the team. He, he said earlier um, this season he's trying to get up to like 20-something um, assists and goals. So we're going to see how that plays out. But no, nah, so far, they look good. Um, I want to see how they're going to look, especially coming after the international break where games start to pick up for them. But, yeah. For sure now. And now they beat uh, Roma 2-1 on the weekend. Uh, how did you feel about Lukaku's, <laughs> you know, debut for Roma? I didn't get to watch the full game, but Lukaku, um, I didn't really expect nothing from that game. Probably going to wait till maybe after international break, see how he starts adapting to the team once everybody's back and healthy. Um, also hoping to see how Tammy kind of develops because I know he's coming back from that injury. Um, so hopefully after international break, Mourinho has a stronger team to go into the season. The show now, the transfer window ended last Friday. It's closed in Europe. Saudi Arabia is still open until Thursday. So there are it is a possibility that moves will happen going over there, but we don't expect any marquee signings. I know. Um, Saudi Arabia bid increased their bid to 215 million pounds or euros for Mohamed Salah, but they're not going to accept it, even though they should, because you can't get a replacement because the window is closed. So for now, the teams are what they are until January. So do you guys have your top six predictions on what you think the league will look like at this point? 
based on what you've seen, based on the window, if y'all don't want to start, I could start. I'll freestyle. I'll start it off if y'all don't mind. Okay. All right. Um, I've said it many times, and I'll say it again. Manchester United. Uh, sorry, I don't know. I, maybe I thought I was in 2001 when they were actually doing that. My bad. Manchester City is going to win the Premier League. They're going to run away with it. And, you know, this legacy talk, sometimes it can become unbearable because instead of appreciating these great players, we're trying to dissect them. But, uh, you know, they call me propaganda in some areas, and I have propaganda to sell. When City wins that PL again, and it looks like they're the favorites to win the Champions League, KDB, I don't know. I love you, man. You special, but I don't even think it's his fault. It's just it's Pep Guardiola's teams, man. If it just the only un, the only guy and his the history of his team that he needed to be there for to work is Messi. Outside of that, hey, we'll figure it out. We deep enough. But uh, number two, I think we'll be bridesmaids again. You know, Arsenal. We're gonna hold it down, and I think it's more so because of how. Liverpool needs a transitional period. I don't think United is there yet. So I think by default, we'll finish second. Third place, that's when it gets tricky for me, guys. As y'all know, last year, Newcastle was holding it down. I think they're going to struggle because of the Champions League. And as y'all know, they've lost three in a row after they tricked it off to Liverpool. So I don't think they're going to finish as high. So third, I'll give it to Liverpool. Fourth, I'll give it to, I might go with a sleeper status, but I want to do something dangerous just because, because I don't want to put Tottenham in the top four. Fuck them. So fourth place, Ashton Villa. Fuck it. A new upset special. Unai Emery, you guys already know Europa League King, so he'll know how to manage that competition. They have the depth. Musa Diaby's been balling out of control. I'll put them as my fourth place team. Fifth and six, I'll say uh, Tottenham five, Chelsea six. And that is a nice improvement since they finished 12th last year. So, uh, Cletus, what's your top six predictions? Oh, man, I hate to say it. But starting off, we have City. In second place, I have... Liverpool, because from what I'm seeing from Liverpool so far is that their attackers are starting to get a lot more options to score. Um, their midfielders are able to score as well. And, you know, they're able to, like, grind out games and, you know, they're, they're fighting. So I really expect – I feel like they're really surprising people at the start of the season already as it is. Um, and then third place I have Arsenal. And I think second and third is going to be a tight draw, even for first place, because I feel like – City's going to drop points, but they're going to, you know, be City and the engine's going to start working, especially once you come around November, December period. But third place, Arsenal. Fourth. Yeah, fourth, y'all's got to make it spooky. (laughs) And it's ugly, I got to say this, but I have Spurs in fourth. Yeah, I forgot about Man United in my top six. To put Ashton Villa there. Yeah, sorry. Propaganda stands. Go ahead, Clay. It's my bad. I'm sorry. You're good. You're good. Spurs, you know, I feel like the way they're playing right now, they're a lot more free-flowing, and they don't have they don't have an eye on them. Like, I feel like they're kind of, like, under the radar this season. Like, they're just coasting. Like, they're just on cruise, and, like, you're not seeing them, like, just fly past you. But they're playing great football. Um the fact that I have Harry Kane, people saying it's a negative, I'm starting to see that it's kind of like easing the pressure on them. So they could probably hold out that top four position, get back in the Champions League. Um, and then I have those Devils United following Spurs. It's going to be a tricky season for y'all. Um, nothing guaranteed. And then I have Chelsea and Brighton. I dig it. I dig it. Now... Anthony, how you feeling, man? What do you, how do you see the league going out this year? 
Yeah, I see us getting our fourth champion uh, Premier League title in a row. Um, back back Champions League, but it's not uh, So we're going to finish one. I see Liverpool back at number two. I'm not going to lie. They're looking good. I like uh, yeah. whatever his name is, number eight. He's looking. He's looking good. Um, McAllister, tough. Um, their attack is looking fluid again. Um, Salah, if he stays within this week, you know who knows something could happen. But he's looking dangerous. So I think they're going to be a, a strong two. Got Arsenal <clears throat> number three. Uh, I think you guys can can push for number two, but with Liverpool. As they are, I think they are a, they are the second best club in in the Premier League um, when when all things going well. Uh, so Arsenal three, and I think we're all don't mind shaking stuff up around this this fourth range here. And I am not gonna have Tottenham there, and I believe Deserby Ball will put Brighton in fourth place and then we will have go Irons at at fifth uh, West Ham shout out to kudos 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 and I believe Manchester United will round it up at six sorry to Chelsea and Tottenham I dig it I dig it Ephraim how do you see it Oh man, uh, mine are kind of like Claytis's first top three. Uh, believe it as much as I hate to say it, I do like Liverpool. I mean, it's, look, it's e- easy to say Manchester City, yes, winning the Premier League again, unfortunately. Um, number two, I'm gonna go with Liverpool as much as I hate to say that too. Uh, but I do love what they did with their midfield and the fact that. They may not looks like they may not sell Salah. He had 30 goals last season. But this midfield, um, if they continue, yeah, they may be decent enough to challenge, at least make a <laughs> I'm not gonna say they're gonna win the league, but they may at least make a take make a scare of uh, of City this year, uh more so than last season. Uh Arsenal three. I'm gonna be yeah. I actually I'm gonna go with my top four like Claytis as well. Claytis, I think you said Tottenham top four, right? I think I'm gonna go with Tottenham as well. Uh, top four. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, to round up the number four up there. I'm taking United out of the top six right now. I'm sorry, I, I'm just not impressed. I think there's a lot of turmoil. We just got a lot to overcome, and I'm just not confident right now. So I'm gonna take them out, and I'm gonna put in. I'm gonna put in uh, Newcastle. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep them there in in the fifth. And I'm gonna put um I think I'm gonna put Brighton at six. I don't think they're gonna move up as much further than what they were last year, but I think they're still gonna be uh a difficult out for sure this season. But uh that's my top six. I dig it, I dig it. Now, how would you grade your team's transfer window, Ephraim? If you had to give it a one through F grade. Or I said one through F. That's how you know I'm geek A through F. It's been a long time since I've been in school, guys. Sorry. Um, you guys signed Mason Mount, you know, Hoisland, Onana, Amabaret. How do you grade it? Mm, a C. I'm gonna say a C, and I'm only saying a C because I think we haven't found a, a role for Mason Mount yet. I think uh Hoyland's yet to be seen for a lot of money. Um, and I think the fact that we couldn't get rid of players, certain players, Eric Bailly had to leave today on a uh, recently on a free transfer because we couldn't sell him. I think we just had to get rid of him. Uh, Harry Maguire's still there. Why is he still there? Signing Johnny Evans, we talked about that already. You know, things like that. Like the the fact that we couldn't get rid of certain uh, players and, and we brought in like last minute signings or pay too much for somebody that's unproven. So, so those are those are the reason why I got them so low. Damn near at a D, but a C. I hear you now. If I had to grade Arsenal's window, we signed David Raya on loan with, uh, you know, an option to buy. Ramsdale's been underwhelming, so I think it's a decent pickup. But I've said it before, I don't know if Raya's the improvement to take us over the top, but maybe he is. 
Um, we also had Declan Rice. He's been looking good so far with winning the ball, progressing with the ball. The midfield looked much better uh, when you have him being more assertive and dynamic. Um, it's unfortunate. I think Jerry and Timber would have been our best signing, but his ACL is geek. But still, he's a young player with a lot of talent. Hopefully, he can come back right. I think he'll be a great player for us. And uh, overall, I think one thing that we missed out on was bringing in cover for Saka. We're letting Nicolas Pepe go to Besitkas for a cheeseburger. Um, so if I had to grade the window, I would give it a C plus. I think Dec uh, I think Kai Havertz was a terrible signing and not getting enough cover for Saka is why we won't be able to win the league because, you know, it is what it is. Now, Claytis, Chelsea, you guys signed too many brothers. I don't even I don't even know where to start, but I guess you would have to say your premier signing was Moises Caicedo and Romeo Lavia convincing those guys to both come to Chelsea instead of going to Liverpool where they would have actually been starters is interesting. But, hey, how do you grade the window? Yeah, I mean, just like Ephraim, I'm going to go ahead and give it a C. But honestly, I'm, I honestly want to give it a D plus. Um, we sign players. We spend money. Yay. Quality. Huff. You feel me? Um, and I'm not saying huff in a, in a bad way, but it's like we signed a lot of young players, but we should have signed a lot of some experienced players as well to kind of help those players, um, you know, integrate into Premier League football as it is. The only player we have in there is Reese James and Thiago and Ben Chilwell and, you know, Raheem Sterling now, who's a certified grandpa on the team. So, hey, but you know, I don't hate on Raheem Sterling, man. He's been he's been getting his swag back. Top three and dribbling in the league so far, man. Trust the process. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm happy for him. He said he's he's happy to play football again. You know, he's happy. He wants to make an impact. You know, so I'm happy for him. But you know, this IE, you know, it's gonna take some time for me to to jump on that bandwagon. Robert Sanchez, another one who I don't really I don't really rate, but we're gonna see how that works out. Um, but like you said, you know, there's a lot of players that we signed, players that we should have let go that we didn't. Uh, Cucurella still, anybody, United, you guys want to make that deal, let me know. Uh, we can make that work. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be an interesting season with all these players we got. How are we going to rotate and make sure they all get PT? Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, if you're looking for, for, you know, a winger, we have Mudrick for loan. Let me know if anyone's interested. Yes, sir. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, man, call Saudi, man. You know you got the eight number. Uh, Anthony, I think you might be the only person here who loves their window wholeheartedly. Unfortunately, Marcus wasn't able to join us because he has other obligations. But bless up, Marcus. Hopefully, he'll be able to join us next week. But um, how do you feel about your window, man? You got... Uh, my man Gvardio, you got mm -hmm. Doku, you got Matthias Nunes, you got Kovacic, who you already showed love to earlier. How would you grade mm -hmm. your window? I think it was excellent, man. I think we filled in the gaps. I would grade it, I would give it an A or a B plus, just to be honest, because we'll see. Doku may not pan out, Nunes may not pan out. Um, but I'll go B plus, um, just not be biased um hey man you can be biased you're a fan talking about your team hey if you can't be biased yeah. here where can you be we're I got, you're right you're right you're absolutely right i believe we filled in the gaps that were necessary look like we said no kdb no problem um kovacic is there helping roger in the midfield vardio has played a couple matches as our left back and he's fit in quite well. Doku just played right wing and left wing in the same match. Um, so we'll see what Nunez is going to do. I think, and we did great business. We we didn't fold. I feel like we instigated 
Arsenal for overpaying for Declan Rice. Um, I think yeah, I feel like City we move pretty uh, meticulously in this uh, transfer window, and it worked out in our favor. And I, I'm still looking for money from Barcelona for Ferran Torres, and that's about it. <laughs> hey man, I read an article about how y'all had to work to get Cancelo to go there, and how nasty it was, and how. Yeah, it was it was sick, but uh, just know, Cletus, I need to see your face for this one. Pause. I just have to let you know this because you've been a prophet in this area for years, and Cletus, I'm with you, boy. Fuck FC Barcelona forever with all of my heart. That's how I'm feeling from now to eternity, okay? I might have to do a solo episode of The Last Dan just to talk about all their corruption. I don't know why it emptied yeah. my mind. I remember Cletus used to be like, Dan, why do you respect them so much, man? Don't, them niggas are snakes, man. And I used to just be like, oh, man, but football heritage, man. Fuck them niggas, man. Them dirty cheaters, man. We're going to hit. Now they're trying to put a, a Excel documentation of all the suspected referee and mistakes that have gone against them. We've only played how many games? Yeah, yeah. Um, They've cheated us. They've cheated y'all. Champions League, they cheated us in the 2006 and 2011 Champions League. Cheated y'all in 2010. Ephraim, you got a case. They beat y'all in two finals. There might be corruption there too. So, hey, man. Let's just all hate Barcelona, man. Anthony, you were right. Yeah, Anthony was on top of it too, right? Yeah, that's why I had to salute. But Cletus has been trying to tell me about those boys for a decade plus and i always try to be a gentleman be like no i want arsenal to be like barcelona no we have we have pride and respect when i owe you money anthony i'm gonna pay you sir on time i'm not gonna make you wait a decade yeah hey, man. waiting yeah yeah man I, I, they really I, still I, owe us 55 million I, for, no, for no they really do <laughs> <laughs> they really owe us money still <laughs> <Set of> focus <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, yeah, Anthony, they're so sick. When I read how y'all had to move Cancelo to get there, these guys were mad about losing Dembele, but they needed Dembele to go just to get money for Cancelo on loan. That's how nasty they are. That's how broke they are. <laughs> Silly yeah, boys. Man. And now, and then they had Gavi pushing around Lewandowski. My man, please. I know you be training with that CTE helmet to protect you. And you got staples in your ear. You think you're a thug, but hey, respect your elders, please. I was watching that show like, what's wrong with this guy, bro? What do you be doing? Should be, he should be. He should be from. He should be from Northern Virginia. That brother should be a cornerback or a safety. That nigga should that he should be playing American football. He's crazy. Hey man, we at the end of the show. Champagne move of the week. This segment was introduced by anthony because he was right you got to enjoy all the aspects of the game not just the goals there's delicate subtle movements that happen that can expose a lot of moments that do bring the goals and the glory so uh what's your champagne move of the week anthony i'm gonna keep it with doku just something simple his take on on the right side right wing uh he made a little leg pump fake like he was gonna cross it and then uh, skirted by the defender. It was nice, you know, um, something to see, something to watch. No goal came from it, but just sometimes you got to be courageous on the pitch, and that's all it takes. Courageous brings out champagne, and that's life. Know that. For sure. Well said. And uh, before we started potting, these brothers had a great convo about TV shows, anime, movies, and when they they shouted out a brother named Count Doku, I was like, "Oh, is that Jeremy's uncle?" I didn't I didn't know what was going on. Hey, man, but that need that might need to be its own podcast, and it's but hey, coming soon. You never know. But uh, Ephraim, what's your champagne move of the uh, week? I'm gonna want to give it to uh, believe it or not, this may not be a move necessarily, but I'm gonna give it to uh, Xavier Alonso. I think we can kind of talk about him as well. I'm making the right moves right now. Got his team. Uh, um, Undefeated uh, so far, I think 19 goals, uh, four, three against. Uh, and they play Bayern Munich next uh, after the international break on a Friday on the 15th. So that'll be a hot match uh, for us to talk about uh, the, the following podcast uh, week. So 
I'm going to give it to Xavi Alonso for doing his thing so far. It's still early in the season, but we know what he did last year uh, in the Bundesliga. So, um, you know, talks are maybe Real Madrid in his future. So we'll see. For sure now. Yeah, you're right. We're definitely going to break that down even more next week because that is a great tactical showdown last year when they played. You know, he got he got Nagelsmann fired, man. With all those penalties they were scoring, man. They were ripping them one-on-one and dribbling. Speaking of people that get ripped random, but I was looking at numbers, and guess who has the most errors that have led to goals in the PL already this year? Four games, but he has two. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Hey, man, shout out to Marcus. (laughs) Cletus, what's your champagne move? Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Gabrielle. It was a little play on the corner where the cross came in, chest it down, step over, step over, you know, a little, little you know, look, look real clean, look fresh. You know, he was bouncing, look nice. You know, that's my little champagne move. Which one? You got to you gotta specify, brother, man. Who was the, um, it was in the corner. He was on the um, right wing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Cross came in, chest it down, you know, had a defender looking a little, uh, uh. Now, I was saying which one for the people that aren't aware, like, you know, Martin. Oh, Gabriel, oh, oh, Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, 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 you know. So, some people might not be hip. I, I, my champagne move of the week is Gabriel Jesus as well. Hit my man with the Iverson crossover. Had his colonizer, Diego Dalova, Portugal, getting out of there while that Brazilian heritage and pride scored. Even though, even if he didn't score, I was just happy that he slid somebody, you know. We always make jokes about Arsenal finding the Brazilians with no sauce. So to see that dribbling was nice. Hey, real quick. And I also look, and I know I shouldn't say this. United fans might be mad at me, but look, remember when he came in the game, Johnny Evans just came in the game too. What's the first thing he did? (laughs) Anthony, (laughs) he hit that spin cycle fast when he saw that senior citizen. Hey, man, you're not lying, Ephraim. My uh, champagne goal of the week, I'm going to shout out Way 45, Rafael Leal, set piece. He has someone dragging him down. He's able to flick it with his right leg. It, it was an amazing goal, man. Just to see his confidence, how he plays the game with so much love and joy, it's fun to see. It's infectious. Um, Marcus, I said Marcus, wow, bless, geeked. <laughs> Anthony, what's your champagne goal of the week? All right, shout out to Marcus. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the third goal of Holland's hat trick, started by the young lad Oscar Bob, who broke down two defenders with a little whoop whoop, sent it over to uh, Sergio Gomez, I believe. If it wasn't one more pass to Sergio Gomez, and another super sub at the moment, you know, Scooby Doop got past somebody on the on the wing, broke him down. Now he's in the box and he sent it sent it inside to Holland. Instant one touch, top top left or just left corner. You know it was beautiful. And hey man, hey Clay Claytus, just know Holland will drop. He's inevitable. Okay. Okay, so when when the league presume, I'm gonna just ask you the day before the game, put the money on the Holland goal. Two, two, a brace, easy, a brace right now. Put it right now. Right now, quickly. Put it right now. What's up, man? We got a gambling segment right here, sponsored by Anthony, man. (laughs) You already know, just put some Holland. It's, I mean, it's a good bet. A a brace. Put it. Put it down. Put it down. down. We're gonna put it down. All right, all right. Cletus, what's your champagne goal? I'm gonna give it to the boy Ferguson with the hat trick, his first goal. Open play, nice shot, clean. Yeah, it was nice. I, I like I like the way he's moving. You know, I like the way he's moving. Oh, I, I hear you heard he said it twice, guys. That means Chelsea next year, two hundred million. Evan Ferguson, you already know Brighton be raping these boys. Uh, <laughs> Ephraim, what's your champagne goal of the week? I'm gonna stick with the hat tricks, just like my, uh, my other two brothers did. I'm gonna go with uh, Son. With his, uh, I think his first goal, nice little chip over the goal tender, uh, goalkeeper, 
uh, for the first his first goal. I know they won five two. I don't know which goal it was in that scoreline, but it, it was a nice one though. Hey man, you might you might have just created a new job on accident. He from a goaltender, a brother that serves drinks and goal. Hey man, we might hey, I might have to hit you up, man. Cause hey man, I'm hungry, man. I'm, I ain't eating nothing yet, so I'm, I'm like. Mine is all over the place. So I need to eat something. Ephraim, you need to come back home to DC this fall so to enjoy some Wizards basketball because they have a they have a VIP section. So that's what I'm saying. That goaltender might be the VIP section in soccer. He <laughs> might have invented something. I'll be home in October. I'll be home for a few days. So nice. Salute. <laughs> Salute. We definitely gotta make some moves, man. Uh I'll let y'all know. The show in the club all stars. Ephraim, who you in the club with, man? My bad. Well, let's see with the hat trick guys. I'm going to bring all those three hat trick gentlemen from the uh, Premier League: Holland, Ferguson, Son. All three of them got hat tricks this weekend. I can't remember how many that's happened in the Premier League, but it's happened a couple times already. So I think the second time in Premier League history that that's ever happened. So uh, shout out to the three hat trick heroes for their teams this uh, weekend. For sure. You know me, I got to be in the club with Arsenal. We, we had to be, hey, man. We won. We beat an op well, so we have to enjoy it. Saka, it's his birthday today, so you know we popping extra bottles. 22 years old, two-time England player of the year, two-time Arsenal player of the year. Hey, man, you're already one of my top five favorite footballers of all time. I got a lot of love for that young brother. He always carries himself with dignity and respect. He says the good things. He even shouted out the Bible. You know, that's hard to do for athletes today. So, hey, man, I got a lot of love for soccer. I also want to salute to uh, Colorado, Ephraim's home state. Deion Sanders got some jiggy stuff going on in Boulder. Travis Hunter, Shador Sanders, shout out to those boys. Yeah, man, Buffs Nation, we up, we up, we out here. Uh. Claytis, who are you in the club with, man? Because I feel like you're always in the club. So you, you might need you might need to extend this VIP section. Yeah, yeah, this one is going to be extended. You know, the whole Bayern squad is coming out. Got to win against Butch and Galbeck. It's the first one in a while. Seem to struggle with that game. So we're going to celebrate that. Saga just turned 22. We're going to have Starboy outside, too. So, you know, it's going to go up. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Hey, bonus shout out. I know we talked about it before, real quick. Bonus shout out to uh to Jude Bellingham once again. He four goal, four matches and five five goals already. Hey, uh, I forgot to shout him out too. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, my man, he's he's. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, like, come on, bro. Like, he's as advertised. The most goals he's ever had is eight goals in the season. He's already got five already. So I'm just saying, he is old, man. Exactly. And it's La Liga. It is true, but I think he can bring that almost anywhere. Now nah, you're right. You're right. And you, well said. I'm glad that Jude Bellingham, I'm glad you shouted him out because growing up, I'm saying growing up, 10, I was 22, 10 years ago. 10 years ago, my favorite young player was Paul Pogba. I loved his style, his game. And I always wish that he could he could have played as a number 10. His last year at Juventus, they actually gave him number 10. He played higher up. And he was phenomenal. Then he went to United and was on DM wing foolish duty. Jude Bellingham made the right move to go to Real Madrid because he gets to be a number 10, a focal point. Because if he went to England, they would have had that brother playing in the back like Rosa Parks. So God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> now, Anthony, who, who are you in the club with? Hey, um, before I get there, I just got to get off my, my Jude hate i honestly think he's an industry plant i'm sorry hey ain't no ain't no kid about to come over i'm gonna have to talk to jamar there's something about real madrid and their juju people man benzema's gone Jude bellingham starts pointing at his head talking to other players telling them to get their head in the game and they start getting hurt and he starts scoring goals i don't like it man i don't like how he's smiling i don't like how he's pointing to the to the crest putting his hands up to the fans like he like he a vet it's like all right man i don't i don't like that i really don't but 
just it may be I, I'm admitting this hate, but I don't like it. But salty. whatever, he's cool, he's good. He's salty because he could he hey he he could be salt hate whatever. Call it what you want. If he was in city, I probably wouldn't say this, but he's doing it in La Liga, and it's looking very unnatural. And yeah, um, that that's it. But as far as who I'm in the club with, I wasn't here last week, so I couldn't say it. But I'm gonna say it this week, and it's double down. I'm in club hospital with my man Pep. We two wins deep, even while he's sitting sleep. You hear me? We good. Watch out for Anthony's rap album coming soon. Uh, but uh, Anthony, <laughs> all I know is you getting your swag on speaking Spanish. Judah Bellingham is speaking Spanish. Y'all need a showdown suit, man, because that brother, he be speaking that Spanish fast. I'm like, hey, man, how long you been there? So I think you're right. He might be an industry plant because every time I'm seeing him, hola, vamos, and doing weird things, hey, man. I mean, he's been playing for this for years, Dan. You know that. <laughs> you're right. You're See, that's right. like some politician stuff. See, yeah, it is. He is the Mancurian candidate. You're right. Hey. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Man. Show love for the young brother, man. The young brother doing his thing over there in uh, La Liga. So, nah, I, but I hear y'all. We know we call him a brother in America, but in Europe, that he's biracial. We have to shout out his white dad, Mark, you know, for holding it Fair down. <laughs> shout out to all those yeah. brothers and sisters out there. Shout out to all football lovers out here. This is Champagne Soccer. It was a lot of fun linking up with the homies. Shout out to Marcus once again. We'll be back in the national break. Ghana is about to play the Central African Republic, and we need to win just to make the African Cup of Nations. So if we lose on Thursday, I might be ranting on the last Dan, sweating like Ray Lewis. So, hey, that's under surveillance. But y'all be blessed out there. Marcus ain't here, so I got to say for the bro, keep them pinkies up. We out.